0: to behind the smoke podcast barbecue war stories my name is sean walcheff with cali comfort barbecue we are recording above the butcher shop we're live on facebook on our behind the smoke facebook page with my man derek marceau from valley farm market what's happening
1: not much not much just um in the middle of my fast that we were just talking about Can't i'm going that. for i actually might go four days just four uh, days
0: on water only just
1: water only man like why
0: fucking, not 40 days I'm like a fucking camel 40 days in the desert. Yeah. You should. 40 days, 40 nights. You know this is episode 52. One year. One year. That's why I'm podcasting. not
1: eating. <laughs> you know, fasting I, I, for this, this I, year I, anniversary. i driven you to fast. And then you just got through your 10-year um, anniversary last weekend. We did. You you know. you guys did an absolutely amazing job, as always. Um, you guys rocked it. Your whole staff did an amazing job. I was there Friday. <clears throat> My wife and kids went Sunday. And it was just really cool to see the community come out and really support um, and people that you haven't seen for a long time, I'm sure. And, you know, people just coming out and and showing and telling stories of the Cali Comfort when it first, when I, you know, when I first went there, this and that. So, you know, congratulations on that.
0: Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it's one of those things we started this podcasting journey uh, as a business and digital marketing podcast to dig deep into all the things that go wrong in business, all the, Cliffs that we, all the jagged rocks that we hit on the cliffs on the way down, um, you know, that voicemail was from a former business partner before we opened up Cali Comfort, which was 2007. Uh, but since 2008, for 10 years running the restaurant, I mean, last weekend was probably one of the most rewarding things that we've been able to do. And, you know, I was 20 hours at the restaurant on Thursday. I mean, we went up to Mighty 1090 with Ben Higgins and uh, Steve Woods. Corey went up there, Bill. Um, we had a Padres meet Twitter party. We gave away pint glasses on Friday. We had Cali VIPs coming in on Sunday and just so many different people that have kept kept the doors open, but have been part of the journey. And, you know, we have staff that worked so hard last weekend. I mean, we were we were stretched thin um, to handle all the people that came in. But, you know, we, we would have it no other way. I mean, that, many, that's why we uh, do what we do.
1: How many of your employees have been there? Since the start. And uh, Eric.
0: Well, Eric's been there since the start. And then probably Avalardo, who has been there since 1994. So Jeez. since I was in eighth grade. Yeah, it's pretty pretty incredible. So he kind
1: of knows his way around the...
0: He knows his way around. <laughs> he knows where the skeletons are buried. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> yeah, he knows where the skeletons are buried for sure. But, yeah, no, it was an epic weekend. And, you know, my wife came out and my son. And they were just so happy to thank people and hang out and take selfies and... You know, it was just such a such a cool thing. I mean, Trotter came out on Saturday. People that have been on this podcast, Jeff Dotseth, Dave Palais, Coop, um, Coop. yeah, Coop came out with his wife on Friday night. You know, that's barbecue gives back. The Gulls, uh, Derek Dawson, Craig Elston, they they came out as well. And it's such a cool thing to be able to be in business. And you know, part of the biggest thing about this podcast is dealing with the difficulties, but also the rewards of being an entrepreneur and. Because of podcasting, we've been able to talk to other bar- barbecue personalities, other people in business, um, but also people that aren't in barbecue, people that are leaders in different different areas and different fields. And today's really special for us because, uh, because of Abby. Yeah. Abby uh, set this up.
1: We talk about Abby quite a bit on this show lately, and um, she is my... Uh, assistant and uh, our assistant for our events and she's an absolute rock star and she introduced us to rich and um you know i think you guys have known each other for 20 years ish yeah. and um it's been a while you know i'm just uh, fortunate that we've created the relationship now and um we welcome you to our podcast room thanks for having me I what's really happening rich Living
2: the dream, as I
1: say.
0: Well, give us uh, give us a quick breakdown of the origin story, so people have an idea of all the multiple things that you're doing. I, I think my I mean, there's a lot my, of hats my, my, there. int- my introduction wouldn't wouldn't have done it any justice. Uh, we're very <laughs> impressed uh, with what you've been able to create. Uh, well, thank you very much. Well, uh, by
2: trade, I'm, I'm a firefighter, so I've been in the fire service for oh shucks, about 25 years now, and uh, five more years to go before I retire. I love every minute of it, and then um, also have an entrepreneur bug inside of me I've had forever and so there's a few businesses that I have and some of the things I want to do in life and, and I've done and continue to do as you can see we got the third alarm coffee and tea so it's a big business that I run now and we essentially uh, focus on wholesale coffee uh, to restaurants and hotels and hospitals casinos and all those kinds of places and then see a couple books on there uh, I wrote a couple best selling books uh, on Amazon which I mean I was a bestseller for about uh, six hours and <laughs> 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 um, yeah, and, that, and, that, and then I do a bunch of other things as well. You know, there's some other online businesses um, that uh, I'm starting to create. Uh, there's a supplement company for firefighters, um, some supplements for stress and for sleep and joints and um, multivitamin and things like that. So I'm working on that, and then I also uh, dabble in real estate, on a real estate company, and so I stay busy. Uh, but uh, besides all of that, I'm a single dad, and the most important thing is my daughter.
1: Exactly, so a
2: three-year-old beautiful daughter named Sienna. And uh, that's my number one focus. So even with all the stuff that I do, I work everything around her. So Mm -hmm. I block my time. And obviously, the fire department has a certain schedule. And then I block my time with my daughter from there. And uh, so I have a little bit of time to to come here. And I'm grateful you guys are having me on the show and looking forward to having some fun.
0: Well, I appreciate that. You know, for us, it's always fascinating to see people in different lines of work that have the entrepreneurial bug. And, you know, my, my wife, her brother is in the fire department in Bulgaria in Vratza. Her father was a... Fire chief, he's retired now, but they're a firefighting family. And I know the dedication that it takes in Bulgaria to be a firefighter. I know Derek's got close friends that are firefighters here, and we've been fortunate as a restaurant to have a lot of amazing firefighters take care of our neighborhood. And first off, we want to thank you for that. Um, you. Also, want to find out how you find the time uh, when you're not fighting fires to dive into something like starting a coffee company.
2: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. This book here I wrote Serving Without Selling what uh, being a firefighter is telling me about business. And you kind of touch on something, you said discipline. And it's unique because in the fire service, there's a lot of similarities to business. And, and you both can relate, and everybody in the room can relate, and the listeners um, that are business owners uh, in terms of discipline and self-awareness, failures, successes, and things of those nature. So, you know, I was thinking one day, I said, you know what, wow, the fire service um, is a lot like opening a business when, and then running a business. and uh, And if I applied the same things that I learned in the fire service, to run a business, and essentially what that is, is serving. I won't have to sell, and so I kind of wrote this book about how when you first get hired. Kind of briefly run through it. Um, you know, it's like uh, it's like being in the fire academy. So you first open your business, right? And, uh, and then the first year, you're on probation in the fire service. And your first year in business is one of the toughest, right? Absolutely. Sure, so everybody knows. And so what we kind of go through and how you can apply the same concept of the, the, the discipline and self-awareness and trials and tribulations to being a business owner. And then the whole concept about serving. And if we're always in a state of service, then we will be successful. It may not be the success you think or you vision for that respective business, It may take you somewhere else, right? But you'll be successful if you're always in service. And in the fire service, we're always in service. We don't get bonuses or anything like that for being nicer and those kinds of things. We are always in service. And if entrepreneurs or business owners remained in service all the time, it would be fun for them. It would be fulfilling. And we'd be that more successful, I think. So I wrote a book about that. And uh, it's pretty cool. And uh, so if you guys get a chance, pick it up on Amazon. You can do that. I think it's 99 cents for the, the digital copy.
1: Um, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. I, I talk about that a lot. Um, I get asked to speak at, you know, schools and different places. And I always say, you know, when we talk about leadership, and leadership comes with you know a lot of different characteristics but one of the best things for, for leadership I always talk about is you're, you're, you're doing a service. You have to serve people and that's what a true leader does and, and to talk about service without selling it's like look I don't need to sell myself yeah. what I need to do is get out there and serve people yeah. and let my true character come out and who I am and what I want to do for the community and it will pay for itself. You don't need to sell anything. People will gravitate towards you yeah. in just those natural organic ways and not having to oversell. So that's actually pretty cool. I really like that title because it's something that really hits home with me because that's truly what I want to do is do whatever I can to serve others and help whoever I can
2: and I think if people sit in that um, and they become the best of them they can be and they understand that it's okay not everybody's going to buy from them or go to their establishment and so forth that's fine but it's hard for a lot of people to understand that they want to be able to, to sell or to be everything to everyone that's not how it works and you're gonna, you just run yourself into the ground if you do that. So you you talk about that, and that's super important for entrepreneurs or really anybody to think about. Just be in service and be who you are, mm-hmm. and who will work with you. And what works out will work out. What doesn't doesn't. But that's when you're the most powerful of who you are, and that's when you don't let anybody dim your light. And you kind of function on what you are and what you're about. Of course, do you talk about leadership? We're always growing, becoming better, and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's super important for people that are in customer service and clients and sales and those kinds of things
0: to be who they are. Right. Yeah. I think one of the reasons why Derek and I connected the way that we did is it was based off of charity, you know, when we were young, he was taking over his existing butcher shop family business. And I was trying to get the doors open at Cali comfort and trying to do whatever we could to make sure we didn't go out of business. Um, but we always had people that were asking for us to give back and, giving back was something that was so important, especially through sports for us. And I went over and I asked him if he was willing to be, you know, the the sponsor of our barbecue festival, our amateur barbecue contest. And he, without hesitation, he said yes. And, you know, now to think 10 years later, we've developed this brotherhood because of barbecue, because of charity, because of service. Um, You know it's one of the things why we love doing the podcast is because it's not about selling it's not about our restaurant it's not about valley farm it's about learning from people that are doing really cool things and the people that are doing cool things are are unique because they're they're doing something that's they're passionate about but they're also doing something that's not about them it's about something bigger and um, you know i i'm very excited to get To read the book because I mean, just the title of the book alone gets me very fired up because it's not a transaction, and those are the things that you know give you that poor feeling, that gross Mm -hmm. feeling when you're going to a car lot and you feel like you're gonna get sold. I mean, that's why I bring Derek so. You know, he's a large man. He can yeah, <laughs> force there's not- his way into there- any
1: deal. Dude, there's nothing <laughs> worse than just feeling that. Like, you know exactly. Like, I could tell them what they're going to say before they're going to say it to me. Yes. And there's nothing worse than that. There's nothing worse than going to a fucking establishment and it's stuffy. And it's just like, you know, they're going to try to upsell you on something. When there's just that transparency. Like, I talk to my um, employees about it all the time. I'm like, look. Get them what they want. Yes. And you don't need to sell them, you know, if they came in for, for chicken breast, look, I don't expect you to sell them a Wagyu, uh, you know, ribeye, you know, I'm not, I don't expect that. What you can do is you can educate them on it and let them know what it is, but just be very, very transparent and organic with everything that you do and do not oversell people on stuff because there's no feeling that I hate more than people trying to manipulate me. I can't stand it.
0: Well, it's funny how far you know, our culture has come, if you think just in restaurants specifically, before the training for servers would always be how do you upsell you know how do you create that upsell moment so that you get a higher guest check average it's not about the upsell i mean what we talk to our servers about is your job is to know the most about the menu so that you can be a guide you're a guide for the table and you have to listen to the table and find out what do they want what do you think their needs are their wants are and to give them the best experience possible if that happens to be a peach cobbler at the end of the meal then that happens to be that but don't force them a peach cobbler sure you know that's not what it's about it's about giving them an incredible experience Mm -hmm. and you know those are the things that i think as we continue to go in business um, we're going to see a lot more companies making that pivot uh, because people just you don't like that feeling it's a terrible feeling
1: nowadays you there's there's so many different places to go that if you're not creating a place that has an experience you're going to miss out you know there's we talk about it all the time but it, it can't be a transactional experience it can't come in here like give me a loaf of bread bring it up and i'm out you know sure there's gonna be time and place for that what amazon go is gonna do and sure there's gonna be the, but that's not who i'm gonna be mm-hmm. because i want to give a service to this community and talk to them about their families and know who they are and be sure. you know give them that experience when they come in here they're, they're excited they're, yeah. there's something that they can they can drink kombucha or they can drink the that's incredible brew, by the way cold brew coffee on tap at the store walk around with it and have something to drink and you know something different and cool is what, what we try to strive for
0: so tell us, uh, when did you start Third Alarm Coffee?
2: I started Third Alarm Coffee about 10 years ago in my garage, and it was just kind of an idea, um, kind of like you, a former business partner.
0: A mm-hmm. uh, buddy Mike came over to my house. And did he leave you a voicemail like mine?
2: No, no. He, <laughs> uh, no, he's very soft. I'm still, I'm sure. still waiting
0: for a podcast guest okay. to bring me a voicemail like that. No, he's a soft-spoken uh, nice
2: guy. But uh, just uh, didn't work out. He had other things in life that he needed to focus on and, and uh, some other competing priorities. And so we just essentially started and uh, went through a bunch of different, uh, just evolved, right? Mm-hmm. And, was uh, it coffee always? Was it was, was the, yeah the drive oh, was coffee. Yeah, it was coffee. Yeah. Okay. And so um, now we have uh, all kinds of different products, but yeah. So basically, and uh, started in the garage, and now we have a forty thousand square foot facility that we partner up with uh, some wow. other folks. We have a master roaster has been doing it for twenty plus years. And uh, we've, we've grown. And not only do we do, you know, coffee beans, we do ground, we can do liquid coffee, we do K-Cups, we do pot, we do anything you can think of, wow. coffee and tea, and cocoa now as well. So we do that actually in K-Cups. And um, it's been an incredible experience. There's been lots of failures and lots of success as give well. A, give us one
0: of those those failure stories.
2: Um, well, one, I got a bright idea. You know, of course, uh, entrepreneur, you always think, oh, the X, Y, or Z is going to work. Absolutely. And so I thought, you know what, I, I think that I want to start doing uh, fairs, like... <laughs> and go sell a coffee at these different uh, fairs or street fairs or those kinds of things. And, and, uh, so I started that process and, um, wasn't really making money losing money on it and i said you know i got a better idea if i buy a little donut machine you see those donut machines they have like the san diego fair oh yeah i'm like i can sell donuts and that's gonna make a lot of money (laughs) so i bought uh, paid seven thousand dollars for the donut machine and mini uh, donuts yeah mini donuts oh my wife loves those yeah the gulls game all the time yeah and so uh it didn't work (laughs) so yeah it didn't work so that was that was one of many mistakes um but I learned a lot from it. And it's interesting, I think, being an entrepreneur. Because you went into food. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. It's, yeah, <laughs> right. You know that. But I yeah. think it's just, it, you, can't, you can't pay for an education in any university um, for what you get in real life. Right. And the lessons and what you do different because it creates pain points. It creates pain points with uh, being away from family, with money, uh, losses, you know, time, those kinds of things that are real. And they're in real time. And so those, and they're personal, because you made them. Yeah, made extremely. You yeah. th- that's those Those are great things. Some people can't handle that. That's why they're not entrepreneurs or business owners. Uh, but those are good things, because you reflect. Sure. Uh, but at the same time, you got to at least celebrate you had the courage to take action, right? Everything's action. And so I think that's how people get to where... I, this is what I, I always tell people. You know, just start. Lean into it and start. But, but understand where you think you're going to go may not be your end destination. And I think so, that's what we all have trouble with, including me at times, is just start and go. You, you may be selling uh, one thing or doing one thing, and then by the end of it, you're doing a completely different business. But if you didn't start the first thing, you never would have been there. You never would have been successful. You never would have learned the things you learned that will help you build the, the foundation right, to, to build your house on. So sometimes we just have to start without knowing where it's going to end. And if it doesn't end the way we want we just continue to push through, right? There's some things we tap on and give on, like the donut machine, but that took me some other ways, some other routes. And it made me think harder about where and what I want to do with business. And so then I I dove into just the wholesale piece instead of retail uh, for a few other reasons. And that was one of them. And uh, and that's been doing really well. So uh, yeah, that was one of many mistakes,
0: but I just remember uh, being out at these fairs late at night thinking, what am I doing? Fair work is hard work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You learn a lot. You learn a lot when you set up a booth at any kind of event, especially of anything that's high volume like a fair. Yeah. Um, We encourage people all the time if they're having a barbecue dream or they have a dream to open up a restaurant or some sort of specialty thing they want to sell is to go to farmer markets and, you know, just to try to sell it. Because if you don't go and do that, then you'll, you know, you might have a dream to open up a restaurant, but you need to find out in the beginning to see if you're you're ready to put in what you have to put in because um it's it's a lot of work farmers markets are interesting in san diego there's two of them that are really really good and then
2: the rest of them are a little bit challenging Mm -hmm. and you can't get into two that are super popular literally and hillcrest those are the ones that you want to get into yeah Uh, you'll do really well there they're established but yeah one of the things that that i wanted to do is i want to make sure that if i started a company i wanted to give back right and uh you guys obviously have met in that um in that kind of arena and still do what you do and so um partner with a with an organization called the Firefighter Cancer Support Network. They're a separate organization, a nationwide nonprofit that helps firefighters affected by cancer. Not many people know this, but one in three firefighters will be affected with cancer. Doesn't mean they're all going to die from cancer, mm-hmm. although unfortunately we do have quite a few deaths from cancer, but one in three will be diagnosed. It's, uh, it's pretty Themselves. alarming. Yeah, it's pretty, okay, al- wow. pretty, al- pretty, al- pretty alarming. And so the FCSN is a fantastic organization. They do a lot of really neat things. And so, um, that's, uh, that's who, um, I kind of get back to with their alarm coffee. Obviously it's uh, near and dear to my heart because of being a firefighter for 25 years. And, um, and I like what they're about. I like how the organization is run and what they do. And so that's one thing that's a little bit different, um, about our, our my coffee company essentially than others is that there is a, what I call CSR, corporate social responsibility component built in. That's very real and true. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk about it for a long time, for many years. Um, until I started realizing people like that, they they can appreciate and respect that. And then there's obviously numbers that, that, uh, that shows consumers will switch brands based on those kind of community involvement or givebacks that are real and that are pure. And so that's something that's really important as well with the third alarm coffee. Were
0: you impacted personally? I was not, I was not, no, yeah, not me personally, but you chose cancer because did you find, come up on the statistic or how did it, well, uh, I
2: wasn't chose, I wasn't affected personally, but I, I, my body itself, but my father's a cancer survivor. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's something he's going to live with, and, and, and until he's out of here, yeah. And uh, and of course, a lot of other friends and firefighters that um, that have been affected by cancer and that are no longer, no longer here. And uh, you know, cancer sucks. It's a, it's a shitty thing. And so, if there's something I can do to give back um, and give back to profession that it's a privilege to be in, it's a privilege to be a firefighter, and it's been so good to me. Um, I wanted to do that. That's really cool. And what, yeah, it wasn't just about trying to make a buck. It was about really, really kind of. You know, doing something good at the same time. So that's really
1: cool. Yeah, well, we have to hurry up and uh, get you guys in here. Yeah, you know? I've been and lagging. I, it's my fault. Yeah, we yeah. got to get uh, some of this coffee in here because I mean, anything like this. I mean, it really strikes home with me, and it's uh, you know, it's about giving back, about doing the everything that we can to uh, to help others. I mean, that's at the end of the day. We're only here for such a short period of time. And yeah. it's not about us. You know, it's about what we can if we can leave this place Absolutely. a better place than what what we came in as. So, you know, I'm all for that. Anything, you know, we can do some do you guys ever like roast up coffee or, or anything? So yeah. some I mean some tastings and
2: Yeah, well, we know we have our, our facility up, up in Oceanside, but um no, really we can we can do whatever you want. I can yeah. bring I can bring a little sit up here or something or bring some coffee. You guys ever um, think
1: about doing cold brew?
2: We're thinking that's one thing we don't
0: do, yeah, yeah. and we're thinking about it, yeah, I mean, yeah, we are. Cold brew is hot, huge, super. I mean, that's hot.
1: probably my yeah. biggest you can't selling even keep coffee the, product. Can't keep the stuff yeah. in stock.
0: Is Not, that right. No. Try
1: at tried all. in Trident coffee cannot okay. keep it in stock. I mean, mm-hmm. I, we have the one that has the MCT oil in it, yeah, and the uh, just the regular. I mean, we, we sell out. This is a cold brew on tap that we have you know. in the store. So you can just walk around, pour yourself a, a coffee and walk around the store and we sell kegs a bit a week. No kidding. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, and we're a small store. You yeah. Know? So we definitely do something with you. If, okay. you, uh, if you, we can uh, be your, your guinea pig. We'll... Uh, so see, you always bring a notepad and you write things
2: down. There you go. <laughs> right? Everywhere
0: you go. <laughs> Call to action. Yeah. I like it. Yeah.
1: You no, know, it's, it's definitely true. I mean, you never know when you're going to figure something out, some those aha moments, yeah. especially you're saying you have that entrepreneur spirit, you know, it's, yeah. uh, something that I guess we didn't even know we were born with, but it's just, we always look for something like, oh, we can have, what, what can I do here? What can I do there? But yeah, cold brew, I'm telling you. And that's okay. like pretty much the only coffee I'll drink. I probably have a coffee a month, like one, one a month. I don't drink much coffee, yeah. but if I do, it's definitely a cold brew. Can you do it right now on your fast? No. Okay. No, <clears throat> no, nope. right. not right now. I'm, uh, I don't know i think i'll do four days on the fast man yeah it's uh it's, it's so much easier than i thought it was going to be
0: well you've been preparing yourself yeah mentally mentally and physically yeah
1: but i mean it's just you think if not eating for four days that you would just you know i mean obviously i still have a lot of fat that i my body can use as energy um but it's uh it's a lot a lot easier and i feel great right now so just keep drinking the water and until I don't feel good, I'm going to keep going.
0: Well, I'll uh, I'll see how you look after four days and decide if I'm going to do it myself.
1: You should do it. You should start right now.
0: With me. <laughs> I should. <Yeah>. I should. <laughs> I might. Right. I might.
1: That was one of my buddies. He'd always say, um, I'd love to, was his thing. Like, I'd hey, love you, to. <laughs> you, you want to do this? I'd love to. Which always meant like he's never going to do yeah. it. You know? yeah, he'd, yeah. he'd love to do it, but he's just not going to. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what you're doing to me right now.
0: Is that how it is? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like answering, do you like it? Does it taste good? Yeah. well it's interesting right it's interesting yeah. it's non-committal yeah exactly uh so tell us so this is 10 years you've been running this business yeah, yeah? and how yeah. how did when did you know it was going to take off like was it going to a certain business that you got a certain account locked in
2: well i mean the when we got the hotel adele account that really that really how'd you get it fostering a relationship for two years
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. with who
2: uh, well, he's now the manager of the property. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he wasn't at the time. How did you find him? Did you walk
1: him? in there? Did you just say? Yeah,
2: I, I just, you know, it's, um, that's I think that's one of the biggest hurdles for people. How do you, how do I get, and, and you can apply the same concept to anything, right? How do I get clients? What do I do? Um, I don't know how to sell. I don't know how to serve. I don't know how to this. Those are just limiting beliefs, right? So essentially, it's, 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 you just go out and you do it. And so um, I just be who I am kind of tag on what you're talking about right? and uh, so I'll email I'll, um, I'll call and then I'll show up in person and I'll serve like I'll drop off gifts you right. know I don't want to say hi I won't bug um, you know I'll, I'll lay some groundwork, work uh, give some information about what we're about and just kind of let things go obviously some people are more, are more on board sooner than others and mm-hmm. um, and if someone are not on board, that's fine too. Because you never know. Maybe they're not on board for that, like that property or right. that restaurant. But they go to a different restaurant or a different property, and now they have the power to make a decision. And if you weren't a jerk and you were nice, you might get your product in that respective organization. So, uh, but it took it, it took a while, and I just kept kept asking and asking and and uh, and going there and having bre- breakfast there and those kinds sure. of things. Um, you know, there's one if, if I could if I could give any kind of. Uh, tools of the trade, I guess, mm-hmm. if you will, with that that process, is that, you know, we um, always hear about gatekeepers. So let's say I would call up and want to talk to the general manager, but I just call up and talk to a front desk person or a gatekeeper and say, can I talk to, you know, Joe Smith? Who's calling, please? And you never get through. Mm-hmm. So um, there's kind of a, this little concept you can do where you call up and say, hey, who's a general manager? If you can't find it online or... The right people, the purchaser, mm-hmm. those kinds of things, um, who's a chef, whatever, whoever makes a decision that you know in your industry. Um, if you can't find that, you call up, go ask who that person is. Okay, hey, thanks. And you hang up. You wait a day or two and you come back. Hey, can I speak to Joe, please? Yeah, mm-hmm. who's it? Oh, this is Rich. Right. Yeah, hang on, hang on one second. They put you right through. Yep. Um, and then you get have a conversation, or you call Michael. Hey, you know what? Uh, this is Rich. Uh, this is Rich. Okay, I'm trying to get hold Joe Smith. I had his email written down somewhere, but I can't find it. Can you give me his email? I don't want to bug him on, on talking to gonna Shoot me an email. Yeah, no problem. Yep. So you just think about how you can be soft with things and also be confident at the same time. Sure. So you're not like calling to be transactional. Yep. And you're calling to be kind of confident with, hey, I need to talk to so and so. And so that would help me get through to a lot of different people. Um, and so, yeah, it's been pretty successful. So that's I, think, I, I
1: think a lot of times you need to make sure that you understand their business too, sure. because you're not going to be a fit for everybody. Yeah. And what you talked about, you touched on it earlier. It's, it's okay that it's not going to, you know, that I'm not going to have all the customers that are going to want to come to this store. And that, the, that's okay. No is a viable answer. Yeah. It's totally okay to say no. Yeah. So you find the ones that fit right for you, and then you just do an organic way, like you're talking about. You yeah. just, you know, you support them enough, yeah. and you mm-hmm. show that you're a real person. Yeah, it's going to end up coming around.
2: Well, there's know? no, there's no doubt. There's a benefit for somebody to carry our, our coffee. There's, right. n- there's, n- there's no doubt. The numbers show it. The algorithms show it. Uh, the consumer, uh, uh, you know, the reports show it. That when you carry any product that um, gives back to the community or helps the community in some way that you do better business. Sure, It shows you're, you increase your business by 19% on average. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Whatever it could be, it could be because you buy these pens from uh, somewhere that helps other people, get, helps children get writing utensils or so forth, right? right? We go down the list of things. So there's no doubt that having third alarm coffee and tea in somebody's restaurant or a hotel or casino or hospital, those things will help them tell a story or share a story, they will all, all of a sudden become partners essentially with their alarm coffee that they're helping firefighters affected by cancer. Sure, I get emails all the time from people say stay at NBC Suites or Hotel Dell or different properties saying this is awesome, this is great, and I give all the credit right back to those organizations. Right. And so they get to have a piece of that uh, community involvement or corporate social responsibility for like a product they already buy. Okay. And plus I beat everybody's cost by 5%. So and we have the top one person beans in the world, we have a full time Q grader, our, our, our quality is, is fantastic. But then we have that real life component of helping firefighters and consumers, they love it. They absolutely love it. So I I try to explain to the people that make the decisions, um, hey, this I'm gonna save you money. Okay, that's gonna make you look good. Maybe it's a bonus for you. And I'm gonna help you look good, your your organization to your customers. Why would you why would you not wanna do that? Okay, if it's not a good fit now, when will it be a, a good fit for you to look good to your customers? When will it be a good fit for you to help out the community for a product you're already buying? So you should start today. Yeah, like and and, and those are conversations I have. But then you, you you can focus on pain points, you know, respective to what product you have, and then how you can fulfill those pain points, right? And take the remove those away. Mm-hmm. But um, essentially, like that's what I all tell these the, the people who make the decisions. You can text me or call me at twelve o'clock midnight. Yeah, and and I do. Sometimes I've I've gotten calls at eleven o'clock at night. We're completely out of coffee. Need coffee tomorrow. No problem. Help one of our drivers go down there and, and take care of that. You know, early in the morning. And so establish, at least here locally. And if it was not locally, I would have it shipped out immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you be there in service. Like, don't just say it, but truly be there in service. And that's what I explain to folks is when you partner up with us, you're going to get better service than you will from anybody else, hands down. Sure. I'm, I'm already used to being a firefighter and giving service <laughs> to the highest, most, the best level you can right. dealing with life and death situations. I, I, t- I tell them, I can promise you, you're going to get good service. And so we're always here for you. And in fact, talk to someone today and I just reach out and say, thank you so much for taking my text message and phone calls and those kinds of things. And so anyways, um, be in service and explain to people how you, you your product or you working together can benefit sure. them, but truly be able to back it up. And right. then you make it a win, you make it a partnership because if not, then you're failing on your delivery and, yeah. no, and then nobody should do business. with Well, you it know. should always be
1: a partnership, right? Yeah. It should always be a, a marriage that you guys have to work together to get to a common goal. Sure. I mean, if it doesn't work that way, I mean, I've seen in the last 10 years here at the store, if I don't get support from the yeah. people that I'm supporting, the product's probably not going to move. You know, yeah. if, People want to come in with their barbecue sauce and they've won 100 awards. Great. I'm yeah. sure it's great barbecue sauce. But if you don't come in here and sample it and show people and talk to people and they can't meet you, you're yeah. probably not going to want to buy it because it's just another barbecue sauce on the shelf. Yeah. But if you come here, interact with the customers, I promise you'll sell cases a week because people will say, hey, I know him. Or, I, yeah. you know, the same thing with the coffee. Oh, yeah, I know Rich. I, I, I met him at Valley Farm. Now, yeah. they're, now they're vested in this Company and they're invested in you, right? Yeah. so They just want to keep coming back.
2: People remember you. how you make them feel, yeah, not sure. what you tell them, right? Yeah. And it goes back to what you guys are talking about—experience. If anybody has any kind of business out there, what experience are you creating for people? Mm-hmm. What are you? What does what, what that experience look like? Um, and that's the important piece that you talked about. And you know, we want to connect as humans. We all want to connect, and if we work together, you know, the tide rises, all boats rise with it. Yeah, okay. And anything, and everything we do, you'll be that 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 that, was, that, uh, that much more successful. And. Uh, it's so important. It's, yeah. I
0: think one yeah. of the things you talked about, um, actually re- resonated really well when we were at uh, national barbecue association, the conference there, uh, Brad Barrett, he owns grill great and they've been supporting us in our spring Valley event. Derek sells grill greats here, but he gave a talk about his, journey as a entrepreneur and his journey was, you know, inventing this incredible interlocking device that helps you improve your barbecue skills. And, you know, I use it for everything. I give it as gifts. I, um, you know, we're, we're just huge advocates of the product. Yeah. But what he said is you can build the greatest mousetrap in the world, but if no one knows about that mousetrap, yeah. then it's worthless. Yeah. And he's like, that's where so many people fail mm-hmm. is that they're unwilling to do the hard work yeah. and to go to, all the different places that he has to go to, all the trade shows that he goes, yeah. all the, you know, stores where he'll go and do a pop-up demonstration, you know, at an Ace Hardware. And he's like, you have to do that because yeah. that's where the magic happens. Yeah. Because so much stuff happens when you're out there. And that's happened for us, you know, yeah. because we're willing to go to the radio station at 5 in the morning and to feed not just one radio station, but all the state, all the stations that are there, all yeah. the… You never know where that relationship's going to happen. Or who's
1: eating that food. Or
0: who's eating that food. I mean, you can come
1: in here. I mean, we're a little grocery store, but if all of a sudden, you know, we have very wealthy people that live up right above us on the helix, and if someone comes down, they own... You know, a hotel somewhere, and they're yeah. like, oh, I didn't even know this coffee even existed. Yeah. But now you're here doing the coffee, or I didn't even know this was, you know, they uh, a restaurant. You know, they want to try a new barbecue sauce. So yep. I didn't you know this barbecue sauce was even out there? Yeah. Great. Now, hey, now you create a relationship. Now it's your job to capitalize
0: on Yeah, that. I think a lot of people, they feel that once you create a product or you create a service and just, just because you've done that and you've made such an incredible thing that you're just supposed to, you know, start trending. Yeah. You you don't start trending. Yeah. (laughs) You got to go and grind it out. Yeah. You you got to put that work in. Yeah. And uh, you know, one of the, one of the cool things that I'm excited to read about the book is we joke in the hospitality business of that. We are firefighters. We're not actually firefighters, but we're typically, you know, putting out different fires and our job in hospitality is to be proactive, to pr- be proactive in our steps of service to prevent those fires from happening. Yeah. Obviously we're people, so things happen and mistakes happen. Um, but for us, it's so exciting to see other people in different businesses, yeah. um, especially someone like you that's willing to go out there in your free time to start your own company. Yeah, um, Tell us a little bit about how, not just Third Alarm Coffee, but how you got into writing books.
1: Well, yeah, Sean yeah. wants to know because he really wants to <laughs> fucking write a book. And okay. I'm like, fuck, dude, I don't know if I could do it. You well, can do I, I, can help I know me. you can.
2: Yeah, I can help you with all that stuff. i got a in English show. Um, <laughs> anybody, anybody can do this. And it's like you guys talked about in 2018. You know, there's so many different services and, and uh, people you can work with to help you get things accomplished. And writing a book is definitely one of those. And so the first book… Well,
1: this, well first of all, what yeah. made you th- think you needed to write a book?
2: Um, so, the, okay, it uh, starts with this book here, Okay, Fresh Reminder. So… Um, I got ran off the freeway by uh, by a driver and i went up on the bank years and years ago and i thought man i think shit, I'm, i think i almost died like this i could have rolled my car and i just kind of and so what happened is this person missed their exit and they came all the way over and pushed me with the so like, oh. why don't you just keep going and yeah. get go the next exit right and i started thinking about well all the things that, that that we do that we should not and i started thinking about myself and i'm like well all the things i do that i should not uh things we should do but don't and that was the first title of the book and before it became a fresh reminder and so I just kind of went home and uh, was kind of just uh, emotionally charged and I just wrote a bunch of things, essentially some things that I would do uh, or things that I don't do. And I started thinking, you know, we all need a reminder. And so uh, so I, that's how the kind of first concept got started. I'm around uh, people in the personal development world that, uh, that have books and have done it and all those kinds of things. And um, I'll get to that here in a second because that's kind of, they, they put me on the path of what to do. Mm-hmm. So I had this first book and I'm like, I just wrote and it was really thick and and I thought I was going to be really philosophical, and that was pretty stupid. <laughs> and, and then, um, yeah, so then, um, and then I was lagging and lagging and lagging. And then um, essentially, it's like, you know, three years later, it's like, I, I just need to get this done. So I turned it from a really big book to, to where I thought I was going to change the world to I changed the name to be called A Fresh Reminder Balance, Take Action, Understand Your Potential. And it's really cool. And uh, you can pick this book up anywhere. Um, you can pick it up anywhere and get something out of it, right? it's kind nice. of get graphically driven as well so kind of more like third grade like me so um and um has all kinds of things in here from finances, like how to establish credit for your kids before they're 18. Cool. To, uh, you know, we should drink plenty of water, which everybody in the room probably doesn't drink enough water except for you except right for now. Derek. Um, crash yeah. water.
0: Derek's drinking my water for me. Yeah,
2: pretty much. And it goes on and on and on. And so um, it's it, it was pretty successful. A lot of people enjoyed the book. So that's how the first book came. And so essentially what I did was um, I had somebody make the cover for me. I paid them. And then I had somebody uh, make the inside for me. I did all the copy and they made the inside. So kind of friends of friends kind of thing. It cost me money, obviously. And then, um, and I did that. And then, I wanted to write another book about entrepreneurship, and that's how this one came into play. And so, but for this one, uh, transparently speaking, I wrote essentially an outline. Um, and that's uh, serving
1: without selling. Yeah, it's a
2: serving without selling. Mm-hmm. And so, I wrote an I wrote an outline for this, and I got a ghostwriter to help me write it. Cool. So, and the reason I did that is because of time. It's yep. about t- trading time for money. And um, and then I got somebody to make the cover for me, obviously, which I really like. And um, and that's how that one worked out. But all my concepts. Um, all the things that, uh, and then you review it and you say, you know, Chan, this is not my voice. This is my voice. And, uh, that's how this one got written. And so it saved me a lot of time. It cost me a little bit more money to get mm-hmm. done, obviously. Um, so, um, What does the book cost? Uh, I think this I think this one's like nine ninety nine. I think they both are. No, to get done. Oh to get done. It depends. Depends on how much you pay for a ghostwriter. Ghostwriters can be anywhere, um, from you know, depending on how good of a ghostwriter, uh thousand bucks to ten thousand bucks, you know, some yeah. do all research for you and you know, like you have a lot of these different uh doctors and CEOs, and different people that don't do the research, the ghostwriter does all the yeah. research and inform. Um, but they get their message out. Right. Mm-hmm. So it just depends, but something like this would probably cost you a couple grand. There are different services out there that, that charge you, um, be transparent, a shitload of money. Right. 25,000. Yeah. Easy. Don't do that. Yeah. Just give me a call and I'll walk you through it. Right. And, uh, yeah, I'll walk you through the whole process. Um, and that's about giving back. It's about helping other entrepreneurs and things. Yeah, I don't that know if I'm ready yet.
1: I don't. I don't know if I've. Uh...
2: If you have a message, you're ready. You you're yeah. just you just need to do it and just write down. Like I said you can write an outline and then. Uh, God, you're yeah. just like fucking Sean. hmm Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah get, just get it done. I push, mean, push, push. Yeah. It's, you know just what? Just get it done. I love to do that. Right. That's what I hear you say right now. Right. I would love that. Yeah. You know, I would love that. <laughs> right. love yeah. I would love to yeah. do that. Love to. So you just got to step up and do it. So just start, and it's and it's pretty cathartic as well. Um, and the thing about it is it doesn't have to be perfect. Like writing a book, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, just get out and do it. You know, there's so many, like the Fifty Shades of Grey. I've never read the book, never seen the movie, but I've read about the book. And the reason I read about it because there's an article about how shitty it was, it was written yeah. but how successful it is. Right. And there's, mo- there's more than just that book that are out there that have been successful and turned into movies. So the point being, it goes back to what we initially said, be you. Right. Yeah. I mean, fuck, just be you. Write your book. Do your thing. Don't worry about it. Who cares what other people think? Lean into it and do it yeah and in the day you have this to tell your family to talk to, to show your kids right. you know what son daughter and so forth just do it right. you know instead of saying i always wanted to do x y and z but don't do what i did you know damn it you can do it it's like right. no 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 hey i did this and guess what i didn't sell any damn books but i did it yeah you know what so why don't you do it right. so be an inspiration for others for your family so anyways i'm not t- i'm not trying to jump on you but i am write your yeah books. yeah <laughs> write, write your book and i can help you guys through the process and I can connect you with some ghostwriters, but there's different ones out there. If you don't even want to do that, there's a company. I'm not getting paid for this company. It's called a Rev. I think it's rev.com. And essentially, it's a transcribing company. You can just talk into it. So you don't even have to yeah. freaking write. You can talk into it. And then to transcribe yeah. your book. Now I, we're cooking with peanut
1: oil. Yeah. And Man, so then, that's that's my time.
2: So then you go in, and, and you know, people charge shitloads of money to do this, this kind of service because people don't know. Right. But if, as entrepreneurs, we talk and we just, you know, like you're asking me right now, and now yeah. hopefully your listeners will feel empowered if they want to write a book, to go write a book. And essentially books don't sell a lot, but they're, but they're credibility, and they're a sure. calling card. And you walk in and go, hey, this hey, is my book on, uh, on podcasting, barbecue, and entrepreneurship. just want to give this to you. And uh, you leave it with that. That's transformational rather sure. than transactional, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what this book will do for you. And someone will go, wow, that's awesome. They may think your book's pretty shitty, but they go, wow, you know what? they had they did it they executed they got it done and there's probably there's always nuggets in something right sure I mean, absolutely be playful in my words but there's always something in, in everything that we do so um, yeah so that's how the books came about I wanted to do it there's another book I want to I want to write it's called 11 it's 11 things that rule our life that we don't even know about or pay attention to um, is so, that in the works are you gonna do I, it yeah, your... I have I have, I have no I keep notes on it yeah. so I keep I keep notes on that um, and then there's uh, another book I want to write is uh, the shortest book to leadership little pamphlet the what shortest book to effective, sure. to effective leadership okay so um, I think leadership is such a cool topic and, and uh, I do too I'm a certified coach in some team building leadership with Patrick Galicione and some other people and I do that with for uh, usually for government organizations I have a, a, a partner and we go and we do that we just did a North County Fire Department and so we help people understand who they are what they're about through self-awareness and mm-hmm. how their team operates and functions sure. super powerful but At the same time, leadership is ambiguous. It can be everybody in this room has a different definition of leadership. Right. And that's great. When people say no, that's not the definition of leadership. It's this expert say that that's bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. No, be you. And people think leadership is being stoic and you can't talk. No, no. If you're goofy and funny, you be goofy and funny. Absolutely. It's about it's about people. It's about connecting. And uh, you know, you mentioned it earlier about uh, about inspiring people. And uh, John Quincy Adams, our sixth president, has a quote that I'm going to chop it up. But it goes something like, "If your actions inspire others to do more, dream more, become more, um, you are a leader." Right. And, and I believe that, and mm-hmm. that, that 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 for me that's leadership. Um, but so I don't think it has to be that hard. So, anyways, I want to write a really short leadership book mm-hmm. um, to give people uh, some actual tools that people can use in different, uh, you know, in their their corporate world kind of thing to to be inspired and, and make it easy for them and and uh, and understand, sit in who they are. Right. Sure. You, know, do you think, have
1: a timeline for that?
2: How I need to do you? it. Yeah. Yeah, I need to do. It. I got. Uh, there's uh, a few other things I'm, I'm working on right now with launching the. Uh, supplement uh, the company so um i hope to have after summer you know summer is a busy time for me too. um fire season because i'm on
1: supplement a, company yeah man you're doing everything
2: yeah you know the thing i'll tell you this so um i do a lot of things and i'm not good at any of them <laughs> <laughs> Ex- except for firefighting and being a dad but um you know it's i want to do these things and right. there's there's i don't do things that aren't fun to me mm-hmm. right and so i enjoy these things but you know you I may make less money in some of these things because I pay other people to do more things um, but I, I get them done and I do, I do them because I like to so that's, that's the thing that I let go of a lot of people can't let go of that 70-30 rule if I could give away 70% of money but keep 30% mm-hmm. um, for doing virtually none of the work in something that I like or I created all day long yeah and people don't understand that concept uh, but the supplement stuff i mean going through a divorce and being a firefighter for so many years it's like man i i feel stressed sometimes i feel tired sometimes um my joints hurt sometimes being getting older um you know i need a good multivitamins and so I'm, for me it was like it was a realization that okay i don't want to buy somebody else's supplements i want to go make my own and make really good stuff so i got a stress support formula I right got, i got you know a sleep uh formula a multivitamin. I got a neural brain thing, and so um, I essentially have to. All the products are done. Everything's ready to go. I just have to get essentially get somebody to uh, to to create my store and then and then start marketing that. Like your own um, little on it. Thing. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah and so so that was for me. Like that's for me. And then I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I could create some videos. Be honest and transparent and tell people, hey, man, I, I went through some some life changes and I have a stressful job and you know what? Um, and here's why I, I created this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thing, the other concept about business is. It's about trading time for, for money. And I don't want to really do that as I get older. I don't want to trade time for money anymore. And if I can serve and if I can create something that will help others and not have to give my time for it, that's a win. That's in service. Sure. Always be serving, not selling. Then I'm in service. And then what, what, how do I win by doing that, being being in service? Is I get to spend more time with my daughter. Yep. And so my goal is to, to work myself and to be a full-time dad. And so I'm working my ass off now to do that. And the supplement company is is one of those things right. um to to where it could be you know passive income with paying people to market and do uh, the things online they need to do to get in front of the right people
1: and you're making money while you're not there
2: yeah while well, i'm not there thing. yeah and i'm helping people so right. i feel really good about it right. if i wasn't doing anything where i wasn't serving people or helping people then i wouldn't feel good about it but all the things that i do essentially help people they impact people or they inspire people and so that's what makes me feel really good about everything I'm doing. But yeah, it's the whole time thing. And I know I do a lot right now, but the whole goal is to do a lot right now and, um, and then not be able to do or not have to do a lot here in the next few years.
1: Well, it's scary you know, too, think, with all these supplements that come out because you never really even know what you're getting. Yeah. A lot of these supplements say they have certain things in them. You talk yeah. about, you, know, you hear about tainted supplements all the time. You sure. Know, it's, it's scary. And to find a resource that actually has the, you know, integrity like yeah. you do and, and wanting to do the right thing and putting in the, the right formulas and making sure that it's true to what, sure. what, what, it says. Um, again, you're doing a service yeah. for, for others. That's oh yeah. We're,
2: and we're all natural, no GMO we're FDA, um, you know, compliance certified, you know, what the manufacturer I connected with is. And so it's, it's all the right stuff. And that's the thing, you know, you gotta do things the right way and it, it may take time. And I think you nailed it. People think sometimes they can just come up with an idea and they're going to get wealthy yeah. or be happy and do no action or come up with a product. And um, it just doesn't work that way. You know, you, you have to work hard and it takes time. And so all, all the things I do, it's like the coffee company. Maybe other people will think, shit, I'd be making way more money than you're making in that company. Well, I have a primary job, which first and foremost, number one, is the fire service. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then, you know, my daughter, obviously my daughter's number one, but in terms of life. And so these things just get, they take time. to to grind a little bit of time, a little bit of time. And that's why I say to your listeners, like do things that you like,
0: do things that you love. Yeah, I mean, you know, my grandfather at the end of his life, he, he wanted to write his own book, you know, and he worked so hard to make that happen. I mean, I moved back to, from Colorado to San Diego to help him not just write his book, but also with his, uh, his real estate properties and his restaurant. And I'm so grateful for that time that we got to spend, you know, I got to, we hired a ghostwriter, uh, John Shore. He helped us finish the book and, we were able to not only print it in English but then we yeah. translated it into Bulgarian and you know it's forever my son now yeah. will be able to you know read yeah. about his great grandfather and that's something that's so so cool yeah. you know and if you think about where technology is now I mean podcasting has allowed us to story tell in a way that you know my grandfather couldn't you know he yeah. would record into a dictating machine you yeah. know and my either myself or his assistant would type out you know what he what he wanted to say, and then we'd give it to the ghostwriter and they would, you know, form that into chapters and it was a long process. But yeah. now because of, because of just storytelling, because of audio, I mean, that's why we tell so many people to start podcasting. I yeah. mean, podcasting is a perfect platform for you. Yeah. So I'm going to add another project to your list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your third alarm, your third alarm uh, podcast. When's yeah. that going to start?
2: You know, I started, I started on that route. Actually, it was called a uh, leadership thinker. And I started that with my the my business partner that I do the leadership and team building stuff with, mm-hmm. but it just it didn't. We had a couple guests on and we just said you know we need to focus in some other areas. And so because well, isn't
0: it really mastermind? I mean, isn't that tell, tell us about the mastermind projects that you're that you're involved mastermind,
2: in? Yeah, all masterminds, real estate. There's nothing in real estate like real estate. I give back thousands of dollars in my commission to people mm-hmm. it's at the give back thing right. and i can do it because i'm gonna so i get more clients essentially because i give people money in their pocket or i'll list your house for one and a half percent two percent like whatever it is you know and so it's always that give back concept just thinking of everything i'm thinking right now everything i do is some kind of type of give back added value um, to yeah the added value what can how can, I, how can i how can i make a win for everybody else that works so hard for their money or any of those things mm-hmm. um so you I'm sorry I'm just the ma- the mastermind so yeah so masterminds so um, masterminds are such an important concept of being successful I think in in business and so there are many different ways to do masterminds there's private masterminds where people just get together you know each time once a week twice a week uh, twice a month or um, or once a month and uh, or there's ones where you pay money to go to these masterminds and and get coached and those kinds of things um, I have an opinion on both of them and I've been part of both mm-hmm. and um, I'm not so I think that, um, here, here's a concept of masterminds, and I, I would implore all your listeners to go create a mastermind or be in a mastermind of their realm where they don't pay for it. So essentially, like um, mastermind are people from all different, uh, like my mastermind had the founder of in it, Brian Smith, I had Lucy Burney, she owns Hotels, um, it had uh, an educator in there, Luis Lopez, who's my business partner, had me, um, had a guy that ran a call center there, had different people, but they're all successful in their, in their own right. I had a guy who was was the biggest pedicab down in downtown San Diego. So we would get together. um, So different people from different areas of work or career, right? And some of these leaders would get together and we would brainstorm. And there was a process how to run this mastermind to be effective. That's what I'm actually good at. I'm known as that. There's exercises called the hot seat. There's ask. There's shares. And essentially what happens is um, you get together, let's call it once a month, and you you run the meeting really effectively where if it's a two-hour meeting, you're out of there two hours. And everybody gets the opportunity to mastermind together where they come out with more actionable items to implement into their life, in their personal life, or in their professional life. It's not a bitch session. It's not a therapy session. It's you go there and you are there for purpose and for action and to give. And the more you give, the more you get. And they're really effective. And successful people are part of masterminds at any level, right? Right. And it's crazy because essentially, like the fire station, we have a mastermind. Our kitchen table is a mastermind. We yep. sit around at dinner time and we talk about uh, what's the best thing, uh, how to uh, how to re-roof your house. You know what? Uh, what's the best doctor for your kid? What's and I could go on and on. So it's things like that and that's kind of relating to the looking at my book. Sure. So like we would get together and let's say that all of us got together uh, every, once a month. We would talk about things like what our needs are and what we're doing in our business, and then we we do these this process. Uh, and then we'd come up with essentially like, if I need help with, um, you know, uh, running a podcast or doing something, yeah. you know what, you may be able to help me do that because that's what you do and so forth and so on, right? So we all have these talents. What's, what's amazing is with this mastermind concept, when you get together, there's a thing called synergy. We all know what that is. And people that, don't, that you don't think can help you because they're not what you think in, their, in your industry is complete, utter nonsense there's this this weird neat thing that this inner synergy comes up where you start saying something or you start saying something and then i'm not even in your field and i start thinking of concepts and ideas for you and i'm able to give you actionable solutions where you two never would have thought about that because you're in your silo and that's what master that's the power of masterminds and then it creates that networking piece right sure and from there i know a guy i know a gal you know what i can connect you here and do all that and you create this really effective, essentially, team to help each other in your respective business. So I would implore everybody to go start their own mastermind. Now, sure. people are out there and they, they they run masterminds and they charge money. There's a couple ways that people do it. San Diego is the mecca for, for personal development. So I say that um, proudly and I say that cautiously. There are great people in the industry and there are shit people in the industry. It's going to be honest, my opinion. Okay? And so um, there are people that you vibe with, people you you don't vibe with. Just find someone that you feel is is value and what you can afford and those kinds of things if you're paying for something. So um, don't ever ever become part of a mastermind or a coaching program that says, hey, pay the X amount of money and I'm going to teach you how to uh, run a business. And then you ask that person. Cool, what businesses have you run? Yeah. And they say, "Oh, this is my business, teaching you how to run a business." Yeah. No, no, learn from the people that have done it. Well,
0: it goes back to the transaction thing we were talking about yeah. earlier. I mean, you know, if you're if you're so concerned about raising money off of people that are vulnerable, yeah. you know, they want to start their own business yeah. and you want to make that quick quick I mean, it's so much deeper than that. Yeah. You know, when you can give that information away for free and you can develop, yeah people that actually want to listen to you. I mean, yeah. the people that listen to this podcast every week, Derek and I were, we're grateful for, yeah. and it's our job to keep bringing on different people that are, have barbecue backgrounds that have entrepreneurship backgrounds that have leadership background that are diverse too, yeah. you know, because as much as we, we are passionate about fire and barbecue brought us together. We also respect that idea that there's other people out there that, you know, yeah. the more that we talk, the more that we ask questions, the more that we're willing to learn, um, the bigger impact we can make, not just in our own lives, but for people that are actually tuning in.
2: I mean, that's how it works. We all help each other. There are a lot of people that have a lot of things that can teach all of us. Right? Always, yeah. always stay hungry and always keep learning.
1: Um, you, you can know, take something positive from everybody. Yeah, everybody. I mean, can, and, and make sure you are you, open minded to that. You know what you mm-hmm. talked about with the mastermind. I have one of my best friends, Josh Kieber, who owns Next Gen Building Group. And I mean, we're com- he's a contractor on one of the you know he does a lot of big jobs, but I run I'll, probably every single idea I've ever had, I probably run by him. Yeah. And for Valley Farm and yeah. restaurants and whatever. And he does the same thing with his contracting. He yeah. runs everything by me. Yeah. And it's, we have a different outlook on some things, but we're so similar. But I might see something that he didn't really think of, or yeah. he can tell me something that I wasn't really thinking about. And it's like, yeah. when you can cross those, you know, lives together, it's, it's really yeah. powerful the things that, as long as you're opening, you don't think you know everything. Sure. You know, that's that's what you have to do. You have to be very vulnerable and say, hey, I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm open to learn. But you have to yeah. always have that thirst for knowledge.
2: So one of my struggles was when, when if I was hearing something I don't want to hear, I'd be like, okay, I'd kind of turn it off. And one of my mentors told me, he goes, look, you got to take, when someone's talking to you, think of it as a handful of sand. Like you air at the beach, you pick up a handful of sand, and you let go through your fingers what you don't want to keep, and you keep in the palm of your hand what you want to keep. When you get down to the conversation, say thank you and turn around and walk away. Right. Because if you don't, you're going to miss potentially one thing that can shift your entire life. He's totally right. And I think we all do this humans. If it's something we don't think we need to th- we hear right now, we turn it off right away. Keep listening. Keep listening. And then keep doing that with everybody. It's a really good practice to get into and he- helps with active listening too. But um, that's kind of what you're talking about. You know One thing about masterminds is... Um, so there's masterminds out there you can pay money for and stuff. But it's interesting you re- bring that up because I had been thinking about... Um, i'm good at that i I am good at masterminds i am good at empowering people and getting the best out of people making people understand and see how they can be successful in all years of their life i'm really good that's my talent i've been given by god the universe or whoever and um and and i think i need to to do something with it because it fulfills me and um and so i've been flirting with the idea of doing a mastermind online through like a zoom or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. and uh and even starting up for free like just for free and and do maybe an hour a month and so uh and uh, if we do that, maybe we can have, have you guys on there as a guest speaker or something Absolutely. like that. To Absolutely, bring some concepts in, and something else I'm thinking of. I just uh, we're not going to launch it yet, but we just uh, finished a program called Ace Your Job Interview. It's uh, me and my other business partner, the, the leadership stuff, and uh, we essentially we created a, an online course. Uh, it's about an hour and a half long. Cool. On insight, not bullshit or, or information that anybody can go get on, on the internet. That may take them though, you know, hours or days, but insight. On, uh, on the interview process and how to be successful. And maybe we can give that to you guys to put a link to give your... Absolutely. To, uh, you know, we're still kind of, we're going to beta test it. So maybe something cool. free we can give to you guys Rat- to give to your listeners and get value out of. Yeah, first.
0: everything we talk about, we put in the show notes. Uh, Layla's hard at work right there putting in cool. all the show notes. And Corey and I, we anything that we, uh, any links we'll, we'll put in there for sure as a resource for people.
2: Cool.
1: we got to do um, our social shout out.
0: Oh yeah. Social shout out. You got it. Our man, actually. What? I'm
2: looking at the notes that, uh, that Corey sent me here. We haven't hit any of these. and I'm not saying we have to, but... Oh, yeah.
0: Let's go. Let, hit um, it. Right, so,
2: where's... Yeah. There was one... Where, is it, where did it go? It's around here somewhere. Um, where were you born? There were some other questions like that. Um, maybe I fell out when I was walking up here. Right here? Is that the one? Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah. All right. I remember one out of the 20. It's pretty good. Yeah. Any questions, any of these things you guys want to go over? You tell
0: us. Yeah.
2: Well, you you know, I'll I'll give, I'll share briefly my background and kind of my my upbringing. And the reason I'll share it is because um, I feel some people sometimes are, don't want to sit in who they are, where they come from and what they're about. And and I I share this so people can feel free and feel confident that, you know what, your past doesn't predict your future. And if someone's going to judge you by the chapter, by the last chapter in your life, uh, negatively, maybe you don't need to be around them, and to sit in and understand who you are. Sometimes your me- your mess becomes your message, and uh, I, I never uh, tell my story for people to think, "Oh, poor me," or whatever. But everyone has a story of, of, of upbringing, um, and every you know. I always say, "Everybody has a struggle we know nothing about." So be kind, but um, but yeah. So I was uh, I was born in Northern California, and uh, uh, parents divorced. And uh, my father was out playing music and, and doing stuff like that. My mom um, lived on the streets, became a heroin addict, and uh, didn't see her for years. Um, was was connected with my dad. My dad would help out and and uh, and be there for certain things. Um, essentially bounced around, family member, family member, uh, uh, grand, grandmother, grandparents, aunt and uncle. My uncle finally took me in. He was 19 years old, raised me, did the best he could. It wasn't the easiest, but it was the best he could. And and then uh, I, I, early on, what I, what I learned of that, when I reflect as I got older, is the value of family. The importance of family and uh, the importance of making choices and the importance of who you are around. And um, I have probably felt all of those I just brought up, um, but I've gotten better and better and better and better, right? And, um, and so uh, it's interesting when uh, a lot of people are like, wow, that's interesting you would share that story or how do you feel about that? And I said, I don't feel anything, I just, it is what it is. Everybody that was part of that process did the best they could at the time. Uh, I have empathy for people that have addictions. I have empathy for people that have uh, some challenges mentally in their life. I have empathy for uh, people's situations. So I guess the only reason I share that is because um, maybe somebody listening is been, and they have a block, like they're like, you know, I don't have the perk family, so I can't do X, Y, or Z, yeah. or I can't uh, go interview for that job because you know of my family or this. Uh, if you don't live there anymore in the past then let go of it and don't let anybody judge you for that. And there are people that have had it way worse than I have and have uh, way more gnarlier stories than I have. And so um, if anybody's listening and this resonates with you, uh, don't let anybody dim your light, be who you are and live in that and just be the best you.
0: Absolutely, and we we encourage people to reach out to you know reach out to the people that we have on this podcast. Um, like I said, we're going to put all the contact information in the show notes and reach out to us if you have any questions. If we can be of help if, in any way, every single week we give a social shout out for people that are active and on uh, on social. We uh, we embrace all digital marketing avenues, and uh, if you're tagging us at Barbecue War Stories with the hashtag uh, behind the smoke. Uh, we Chances are you might win a cool behind-the-smoke mug. Uh, this one's actually going to be going to OPSC BBQ. Uh, this is <laughs> pretty actually, pretty cool. One of the cool things about podcasting is uh, how small the world is. And O P S E C BBQ is actually right outside of Nairobi, um, cooking up some barbecue and tagging us in photos He has a YouTube page, which we'll put in there as well. He's got some cool uh, videos. But thank you for following the show, for listening to the podcast every week. It means a lot to Derek and I. We are coming up on San Diego Egg Fest, Hot Sauces and More. Yep. Um, That's going to be Sunday, May 6th.
1: Yep. Um, If I don't have another child by then, (laughs) I will be there. I'm actually going to... We're going to be there. I'm going to butcher up a a pig. Rad. I'm going to break one down. Rad. Rad. Give a little class, a little demonstration on how to properly break down a hog. Well,
0: yeah, uh, pay attention to our Behind the Smoke uh, Facebook page and Instagram page. We're going to be giving away some tickets uh, to the event, but you can also buy tickets at Hot Sauces and More. Um, Cinco de Mayo, we're actually also going to be out at Ace Hardware as part of National Barbecue Association. They're doing a local trade um, pop-up barbecue pop-up at some Ace Hardware stores. So, Do we have any around here? Uh, apparently we do. We have five. Five Ace Hardware Stores in San Diego. So well, we're going I mean to be, around here, though. Uh, not around here. East County. I think we could use one in Spring Valley too, if they kind of want to open like. up. Right? We could.
1: I would love one. That'd be rad. A little fucking hardware store around here? That'd be great.
0: Yeah, Ace, if you're listening, open up. Hurry up. <laughs> Hurry up. But, yeah, we uh, we can't... We're so appreciative of your time. We're appreciative of your story. Um, we're fired up about the coffee, that's for sure. We're going to talk to Derek and try to figure out how to make that happen. But, yeah. Um, Thank you for coming behind the smoke.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And if you guys ever want anything, any gifts to give away along with uh, all your cool swag you guys have, uh, give some books and coffee or whatever you want to your listeners. Awesome. Awesome. I
1: appreciate that. We appreciate you and appreciate the time, man. Thanks.
0: Yeah, thanks. You guys appreciate it. Hey, guys, this is Sean and Derek, and we just really want to thank you for listening to the podcast. It means the world to us. We'd like you to go check out BehindTheSmokeMedia.com. That's our website where we have barbecue resources for you to help build your barbecue business. Uh, We also have events listed. So anything that's happening in the West Coast barbecue movement, uh, anything that's going on, we want you to go check that out so you can learn more and get involved.